How you doing, Craig? Good, how are you? Good. Let's talk about uplifting things. Okay. Such as, because we've talked about... Like this about, cool bracelet you have that says, I'm a child of God. Yeah, isn't that bracelet cool? Dude, that's a good reminder, man. I know. I you went are to a this, child of I went God. to this youth thing, and they were giving these out to the kids. And I was like, hey, son, go grab me a black one. So I've had it ever since. And theirs are lost. Kids don't take care of stuff. Dude, kids do not take care of anything. I don't know at what age they start, or if it's when they start having to pay for their own stuff, or what it is. But, this will be my pet peeve. Kids destroy everything. <laughs> I went into the car wash and I go to clean out my back seat and I'm like, dude, you guys sit in there for like 20 minutes. I don't even take the kids every day. Right. Okay. I take them when I have to. <laughs> so, in your you, car. Usually, you to, yeah. Usually they're driving in my wife's car. She's got the nice car. She's got the Tahoe. I have the little Hyundai Elantra, right? My kids are embarrassed to drive in it. <laughs> no, they're not. They don't even know. <laughs> tell them it's a Tesla. No, they're always like, oh, I don't want to go in your car, Dad. You tell them it's an electric Tesla and they'll think it's the coolest car. <laughs> then I'd be cool, right? Yeah. Anyways, the point is, it's not the regular kid driver around your vehicle. I go to the car wash. I go to the back seat. There's like crayon stains all over. I'm finding toys in the, in the drawer. Half-eaten bananas. I'm like... This is a mess back here. My seats are stained, totally ruined. I'm like, this is embarrassing if I have to drive anybody around. Right. <laughs> I was just shocked. Shocked at how messy it is. Kids, yes. I have the same problem. I have my pickup truck. I'm the only one that drives in that truck is what I mentally think. Yeah. But no, I mean, on the weekends, I'll, you know, my wife and I go out to dinner. I usually end up driving my truck. Um, and then... Um, but man, when my kids get in that thing, like it's 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 a disaster. Like you just said, yeah, it is like where did okay, you, when you stop ask this? Them, when you get out, I tell my kids, okay, make sure you get everything out that you brought in, and then I'll go back later. And there's like five items in there. They, that didn't, they didn't even. They touch. don't. Yeah, they just jump out. Like, we tried that too. We, we even in our even in our Yukon, we'll pull up to the house and I'll be like, "Okay, everybody, grab two items and go in the house." It's still messy. You're still like, "How much stuff did you bring How in much here? Did you bring?" Here? <laughs> they think they're going. I mean, we're going to Target, and they think they're going to California. It's like I'm bringing, I'm bringing my blanket, my pillow. I need my water. I need my beef jerky. I need my sunflower seeds. You know, just for the drive, Dad. The other night, I went out driving my son. Last night, and I went driving, and and I had him in my car, and about thirty minutes into the car ride, he starts munching on something. I'm like, "What do you have? Cheese it?" Goes, "Yeah." I was like, "Did you bring those with you?" He says, "Yes." It's the funniest. And so you're a little bit proud. You're like, hey, you planned ahead. You thought of something. Good for you, kid. And then you're like, man. You probably left the bag in my truck. I didn't even notice. So when you're hungry today. That's my lunch. That's great. And going back to them taking care of stuff. So one of my sons, and and I'm going to directly correlate this, and I could be in trouble with ADHD. ADHD kids break everything. <laughs> okay. He breaks everything. Uh, like, he, we buy him a pair of shoes, I swear, every two months. Because his shoes get tore up, holes in them. Like, he trashes them. Like, everything, everything that we could think of. It was the last night, I can't remember what it was, but it was something that was broken. 
Oh, it was his, his snorkel. We bought him like a cool snorkel. You know those snorkels with the thing up in the middle? Oh, yeah. Like goes like a whole face cover. Whole face. That's wild, dude. I've never used one of those. Is it cool? It's kind of cool. It's it's cool because the technology, not technology, I guess the technology, it's just different. Just a different design. It's a different feel because you're like yeah. breathing in it. And I've used his. This is for kids, but I've kind of, I have a small face, so I've shoved my face in it. But anyways, my wife goes, hey, she holds it up because we're cleaning out in the backyard. I was like, what about this? I was like, it's trash. He already broke it. And we just got it for him this summer. You know what I mean? Like, if you got me a snorkel, I still use the same snorkel that I've had for 10 years. Dude. Am I the weirdo? No. Well, I don't know. Maybe you're <laughs> maybe you're abnormal in keeping stuff. But no. Kids are, kids are just wreckers, dude. Break everything. Yeah. <laughs> they break everything. Break it, dude. And then they... Like cannonballs coming through. They, they stain it, they ruin chairs, they ruin couches, they ruin... Oh my goodness, you got to stop buying couches. Yeah, you just got to wait till they get older. Yeah, wait till That's they move when out. you can buy something nice. Wait till they move out. Not only get older, move out. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're right. When they're teenagers, hopefully they just go in their rooms and don't ever come out unless it's lunchtime or well, dinner time. Well, I think there's an age where they start realizing, oh, this is my stuff. I need to take care of it. We haven't reached it yet. No. <laughs> so, I'm hoping that that's the case. I really don't know. I don't know I've never experienced it. It might come. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I wanted to bring something up because we've talked about it in the past, and that is your um, Iron Man. Yeah, dude. Did it this we last weekend. We need to talk about that because it happened. Dude. Okay, that was one of the most fulfilling experiences that I had. It was super tough physically wise probably one of the hardest things I've done and granted this is a 70.3 so it's a half Iron Man they, they tried to get away from that half Iron Man and call it a 70.3 because people think oh it's only half an Iron Man that's nothing 70.3 is a big number but <laughs> it's a lot but of 70.3 sounds cool right here's the deal anybody that does a full Iron Man is a freaking stud because the half is hard <laughs> okay so this is um I, I was disappointed. It rained here in Arizona that weekend. That made it so we could not swim in the lake. Because it's a man-made lake. Washes the water in the man-made lake. Dirties it. They have to test it. It takes them 24 hours to test. So if you had more than 0.2 inches of rain within 24 hours, they had to cancel the rain for security purposes or health purposes right so the bunch of athletes aren't getting sick so and that's the lake that they don't want it's illegal to swim in. it's illegal to swim in normally <laughs> anyway so they get a special exception like yeah there's there's only so much e coli in here you're good there's only a few dead bodies anyway <laughs> so we did not get to do the swim so we started out on the bike and 56 miles on the bike is a good distance that's on a bike. long ways yeah yeah it's a long ways I started out real strong. It's a three loop course. And then I started cramping up on the second loop. Like I did one of the things where you stand up to kind of adjust, get some circulation through your junk and your legs and whatnot. Um, and my quad tightened up. I was like, oh, uh-oh. And then uh, then I finished that last loop, did all right on the bike. I was super grateful to be off the bike. I'm like, oh, finally, I'm done with this. Um, and then I get to the run. From step one on the run, those quads just cramped right up, dude. Every step, it was like somebody was stabbing me in the in the quads. And I know you say a cramp, and it's like, oh, quit being a little whiny baby about a cramp. Um, 
but when every step feels that way. So I ran the first six miles. So it's 13.1 mile run, half a marathon. Um, 13 miles to run is pretty far. I did the first first loop for six and a half miles pretty easily. Um, just, I was like, okay, yeah, it hurts. My quads are cramping up, but I'm just gonna keep going. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna try and stop and stretch a little bit and and walk. It did not provide any relief to walk. <laughs> like, like it, every step it was still- It hurt just as much. It hurt just as much. So I'm like, okay, I guess I wanna do that. And I try and stretch and I can't even pull my leg back to, to reach and stretch. I'm like, all right. So we're just doing this old man shuffle for the rest of the race. I get it. That's cool. <laughs> so I did this old man shuffle until I finished, dude. Hey. And it was awesome. But you didn't stop. No, I did not. I did not stop. I went all the way through. That's a long ways to go. I finished it, and it felt great to do. And now I'm like, I thought maybe I'd be one and done. But without having the swim in there, I feel like I got to do it again. Do another one. This time at a lake that's not man-made. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, maybe the did, ocean or did something. Did you get your time? I know you were, there was a time you wanted to get it done by. Uh, so, without the swim there, it's hard to tell. I oh, did that's it, true. I did it in six hours, 12 minutes. Nothing to be proud of. But I finished it. Dude, six hours of working out consistently yeah. with your heart rate up. That's pretty dang good. Yeah. It, I mean, it was, it was mean, cool. That's, that's, it was a cool experience. That's more than most humans can do. My legs are still sore from it, but it was awesome, dude. Yeah. I would highly recommend it to anybody to push themselves to do something hard like that. It's cool. You well, feel good about yourself. What I'm thinking is, I think you bypass the half, and next year you just do just the go pool. straight to the full. Yeah, because because you you're the man with the quad thing. So now you might as well just do the full. Here's the, here's the thing, um, and I was really proud of myself for not stopping, even though it was very painful to right. continue going. Um, but here's the thing with the full. That training that is required for that is no joke. First of all, I need to figure out my nutrition a little bit better as far as I probably should have had more salts in so I didn't cramp up like I did. Probably shouldn't have made that burrito, breakfast burrito in the morning. But a fool, you're having to train three, four hours a day. Oh, it's serious. Yeah. I, I mean, not the whole time, but there's probably a few weeks in there that you're going to need to do that. My wife was already upset with the amount of training I was doing. <laughs> She's like, be home with the kids. Come on. Okay, so that, you're going to do the full when the kids get out of the house and you're retired. <laughs> when I'm like you're 60. Job. <laughs> then you do the full. <laughs> That's when you can't do the full. Uh, but, yeah. So, my mind is gone there. It's thought about it. Yeah. I just don't know how happy the wife's going to be and the family's going to be with it. It's a commitment. Yeah. You got to remind your wife, if you want me... Do you want this sexy body or not? Do you want this sexy man to do an Iron Man? You know? Yeah. Do you I, want the trophy so on the shelf? I have a friend. I'm earning it for you. My friend Tyler. This guy's awesome, dude. He works out hard. He's very disciplined with his eating. You know, he just takes care of himself pretty good. Um, and he's a fun dude to be around. But he has this, Funner than me? Oh, well, you know, it's... No. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I don't eat good, and, I, and I'm fun. So you want to eat me? <laughs> but he always talks about. He's like, look, if I'm going to ask my wife to be faithful to me, right? She's going to have one little, one one plaything her whole life. And that's me. It better be a good plaything. I got to take care of that. I got to make myself look good. She's got to enjoy what I'm giving her. 
I was like, dude, that's a good philosophy. You are a smart that's man. That's how I look sad. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to be faithful to me, so I'm going to give you the best I can. I'm going to give you, I'm going to make it look good, babe. That's awesome. I'm like, dude, that's brilliant. You are, that, like, that's a great motivation, dude. I like it. Yeah, because a lot of guys, when they get married, do let themselves let it go. go. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. just let it go. It's like your used Toyota it's, truck. It's from hard 92. to come back. It's hard to come back from a certain spot, too. Dude, it's hard. And even it if you do come back, it's not quite the same sometimes. Yeah. Dude, that's funny. Good for him. Yeah, right? Good philosophy. Good for her, you know? Yeah, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> goes both ways, though. I mean, yeah. nobody wants a an ugly spouse. Come on. No, and that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's part of marrying up. You both... In a marriage, you both should have thought that you married up. Yeah. That was one of the things. My thought is, I did marry up. For sure. Yeah. that's I, I agree. I always thought that too. And if you both have that mindset, yeah, I married up. Yeah, if you're like, oh, I settled. It's probably not going to be a marriage that lasts too long. <laughs> yeah, that's not that good. That's not, that's not a good recipe <laughs> for long lasting. the very beginning of your marriage. And I settled. I really settled. You know, I took the easy route on this one. It's only gonna get harder. I hate to tell you that, <laughs> but it doesn't get easier from from the I do's. So, jeez, oh, that's funny. That's awesome. Oh man, how's Arizona doing? We got anything good going on? Okay, so um, we had another plane land in the. <laughs> so you know how they talk about the Bermuda Triangle, right? Yes. How there's lots of planes disappear. Boats disappear. How is that possible? Well, I think there might be one over in Mesa. (laughs) This is the second week in a row that there's a news story about a plane that went down in the East Valley and landed on either a roadway, this one. Let's see here. A pilot walked away after a small plane went down near an East Valley airport Tuesday morning, emergency responders said. So I don't know exactly where this landed, but I saw some pictures. It was like on a roadway or a canal. I was it a canal? It was a canal on the radio. All right. KTR did not have the answer to that. Okay. Well, AZ it. family. Here we go. Plane crash lands into a canal in East Mesa. No injuries. That's good. Nobody was injured, That is man. good. Dude, that thing looks like it landed perfectly in the canal. Dude, it's in the water. Yeah, dude. And it's a low canal. It's not full. So it's not like they needed to worry about swimming, it looks like. Because it just stayed up top. That pilot was smart. Picked a good place to land. Oh, it's... it's Canals are safe because there's less people. Yeah. Less people. And they're actually... From from the sky, you can see them really well. So he's just like, hey, you know what? That's our landing strip. Yeah, we're landing right there. We're going for it. If there's water in there, we're swimming. Yeah, buddy. Um, but usually, as you know, you've lived here a long time. We have canals. And they usually aren't flowing quickly or very full. So... Yeah. I mean, there's times that they are, but not, not obviously there in that picture. Well, good. I'm glad everybody's okay. Good. I'm glad, too. Pilot walked away. Nobody was thing. hurt. That's awesome. For those who don't understand. But that would be a crazy experience. Super. I mean, when, as soon as in the movies, the things start spinning, you know, your little instruments are spinning instead of just moving. They're spinning out of control. And it's like, meh, meh, meh. Yeah. And then everybody's like shaking the plane, shaking. This is in the movies. And I don't know what it's like in real life, but if that's happening to me in real life, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's scary enough on a roller coaster that is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And then when you get on an airplane that you're, you know what I mean, way up in the sky, thousands of feet, 
That's freaky. Yeah, that is freaky. Because then you have to make a decision as a pilot. Okay, how are we doing this? Is an emergency landing? Here's where we're landing. You got to make a lot of decisions because it could turn out bad if you don't have that. The training. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Falcon Field is also because just looking at that picture, it looked like a private jet or private plane. Private plane. Yeah, it um, says it was a Cessna one seventy seven RG. So Falcon Field. People can keep their airplanes there, personal airplanes, yeah, and and fly them. So a lot of times, uh, I don't know if we call them amateurs, but people who have their pilot license will buy a cheaper airplane, thirty, forty grand. Um, I'm guessing I don't know how much they cost, dude. How much do airplanes cost? Thirty, forty grand? <laughs> Maybe it's more than that. But if you go out down to Falcon Field, there's a lot of those jets parked there, kind of like a, a storage unit where there, where instead of boats and 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 RVs, it's just airplanes underneath um, a little covering. You're looking at like private jets, like <laughs> go to the Cessnas. <laughs> this is Cessna. This is Cessna website, oh, okay, dude. Okay, okay. Let's see if they have you a price. You need to go on Craigslist. We talked about Craigslist. That's where you needed to go. Used used airplanes on Craigslist. But anyways, so so I I mean I know people who have planes okay and they'll go fly and i've never flown a little one but those freak me out because it's always the stories of those crashing are the little planes i'll tell you it's so expensive that they do not put the price on their website <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those reach out for more information you put yeah your contact exactly and they call you see how serious you are contact now, a sales rep so so brand new jets and planes are expensive. I was thinking a used one. Okay, when I okay. said thirty or forty, I'm thinking of a used, you know, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, Cessna. Okay, I An have airplane. no idea how much they cost. Craigslist, it is. Um, that looks like a model <laughs> airplane. <laughs> that is not. I don't even know where you go. Yeah, I don't know where. There's got to be. It's it's an in, it's an inside group, you know. How do I buy a used <laughs> plane? There's got to be a airplane classifieds or something like that. Controller.com, nation's top sales website. New and used aircraft, jet aircraft, pop, turboprop <laughs> aircraft. Okay, we're going to go to... Um, I don't even know what it would be. Piston single aircraft. It seems like it'd be among the cheapest. Beechcraft, yeah, this is what I'm... Lease price is $4,000 a month. I don't oh want to lease. These got to be more expensive than I thought then. $225,000 for this 1970 Beechcraft Holy Bonanza. Crap. Okay, you know what? Planes are way more than I expected. Dude, you got some rich friends. This one's 365, built in 92. This one in 1889. Not 1889. That would be helpful. 1989. Call for price. Call for price. Oh, that's expensive. <laughs> Whenever it says call for price, I know it's out of my price range. Exactly. Uh, okay, so they are more expensive than I expected. Yeah, now there might be cheaper models for sure. I don't know which one's the cheapest to be looking for, but... They're, they're expensive, it's not, dude. It's not like your everyday Joe is going to buy an airplane. No, no. It's, it's, it's someone who likes flying or has a pilot license and enjoys doing it on the weekends. And that's what a lot of Falcon Field is. Yeah. There's, there's, as of now, I don't think there's commercial flights out of there that I know of. I don't think so either. But they do have 
private jets, like cool private jets, they like do you know, know that. super fancy ones. Um, Boeing is right next to there. Correct. I wonder if they do test flights out of there. Boeing has their own airstrip. That's a good question. I think I, I would bet they would use that strip, but I'm not. I don't think there is another strip. Yeah, I mean, I Boeing in, initially that was McDonnell Douglas that would make the helicopters there. Yeah. And then um, Boeing bought it. And I'm thinking they still build the helicopters there. I think so. Um, it's just Boeing owns it now. When I, when I had my uh, CrossFit gym, there was one of their test pilots went to the gym. and He would test the helicopters out. Because they would take them out to the reservation right there. Yeah, yeah. which is cool when you're out there. Like if you're out, cool. you're out in the desert and you see the it was cool seeing military it. helicopter come flying by. Right I had uh, a friend of mine's a helicopter pilot. And he would come and, uh, like, like if he was flying out to Globe where his headquarters was, but he needed gas, like let's say he dropped somebody off at Scottsdale and he needed gas, he would, he would stop at Falcon Field, fill, fuel up and take off. So it is also a fueling place that you can stop and sure. get gas. And yeah. It's kind of funny to think about. Huh? That's cool, man. It's kind of cool that people can take an airplane and fly it from like a little small airport, go to some other small to another area. small airport. Yeah. I had another buddy who went down to Mexico one time and I was talking to him about taking his family down there and I was like, how would you get down there? And he goes, he looks around, makes sure nobody's listening, you know, other people. And he goes, we actually took a private jet. <laughs> I was just thinking because this guy's loaded. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, dude, I took a private jet. That's like, cool. Like, how cool would that be? <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> okay. Super cool. Hey, let's go to Mexico. Okay. The cool thing is you don't need to get a COVID test. You don't need to do, you don't need to check through security. You just get on your private jet and go. Yeah. It's like you don't need to do anything. All they these have regulations. Some, I, I, they got to have some customs thing, right? When you're flying in, like you have to register In somewhere. a different country, maybe. Yeah. Maybe once you get out of the airplane, you got to go through something. Yeah, I bet there's something yeah. like that. I don't know. I've never had that experience. I mean, so me I either. Tell you for but, sure, but, but I was just thinking, I was just thinking, let's say you wanted to fly to Montana. There's nothing. You can get on your airplane right now, you know, with your whatever bag you have. Then nobody's gonna check it. Just fly on over there. Just fly over there, get off, and get in your car or your. You make me want to get an airplane license, dude. A pilot's license. Well, that's what. That'd be sweet. You man. need a friend that has a, that's a pilot, and you need a friend that has a and has a jet, private jet, yeah. a cool one with the leather seats in the movies. You know, with the TVs and the the, the champagne. That kind of jet. Would be <laughs> that cool. kind of jet would be cool. That's when you know you made it, dude. That's sweet. Oh man. And I always said that, and then a friend with a yacht. Dude, a yacht. That would be, um, I just, I don't, I just want to be invited on a yacht one time. That's it, dude. I just want to see what that's like. That'd be cool. There's not a lot of yachts here in Arizona, but you know, I'll travel. Because <laughs> you have a friend that has a boat. I have a friend that has Is like, it a, a yacht? ski boat. <laughs> no, I've been out in Florida. Yes, I have a friend who has a sailboat, and him and his family live on the sailboat. Yes. Is it? And that is pretty cool, but that is not a yacht. It's different? Yeah, it's more like an RV. Okay? It's like an RV on the water. So the and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. Way cool. And they can't... Dude, they also have kind of that freedom. You can go anywhere the ocean is. Which is anywhere. Yeah, so they just set sail and nobody's stopping them from just sailing over to someplace. Does that freak them you out like, a little bit? You like sail down to the Bahamas. That freaked me out a little bit. I think it's something you have to learn, but once you learn it, I mean, you got to pay attention because it's not like you want to go sailing through a hurricane like Florida just had. 
Right. That would be bad news. I don't think... Uh, That's the Bermuda Triangle we're talking you don't, about. You don't want your family out on that. That's not good. But, you know, as long as you know how to read the weather and navigate. So, I follow this guy on YouTube. And this is so funny because um, I don't really follow... I don't watch a lot of YouTube anymore. But there's this guy... Let me see if he pops up. Because I'm... It's basically... Here it is. Back to Basics Adventures is what it's called. Okay. And it's him and his wife. And they're on this boat. And they're like... I think they're in Australia or somewhere. Dude. And they just do cool things. Fishing. And, yeah. And they're... He makes this YouTube. And that's all it is, is. Is them on this YouTube channel. Landing on islands. So I think that is really cool. Um... I really want to learn how to spearfish. When I see guys like this, like living off of the land, the islands, I'm like, man, spearfishing. So I went to Cancun a couple weeks ago, and I tried it. Um, I wasn't successful in getting a fish, but I'm like, dude, this is sweet, But you man. shot your uh, quad. <laughs> <laughs> I shot my buddy's arm. No. No. Our guy got a fish, but there wasn't a whole lot out there when we went. We saw a couple things, but nothing that I was able to spear. Um... Super fun though, like like that just feels cool, a cool way to provide a meal. See, water to me is peaceful. Yeah, and and that's where I find inner peace. Like you said, like when you're when you're out in the water, it's just so nice. It is nice. It's like you're surrounded by nature, and I think we're stuck so much in a city on computers, working all the time that our bodies just adjust to a different flow of life. And then when you get out into the water, into nature, there's a change that goes through your body. I don't know if it's the energy. I, like, I just don't know what you call it. But it is it is something that your body's like, okay, nothing else matters. It's about survival. Right? Yeah. And there's something calming and peaceful about that for sure. We keep paying footsies. Yeah, you got some long feet, man. Well, some long legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love water. And I know you do too. Um, you're the one that took me snuba diving for the first time. Yeah, that's super fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I love that stuff. It's very peaceful. Um, being underwater is like a whole different experience. And it's just amazing to think of how much land there is underwater I mean it's bigger than than everything else that's land yeah and that's just what's amazing is from what you see when you go snorkeling or scuba diving bajillion times that Dude, is out there to be that is wild researched so yeah have you heard that there has been less of the ocean explored than like outer space Makes sense, yeah. Is it crazy? <laughs> like, they know, like, it's basically the ocean is, like, we know very little about space. We've been to the moon, that's about it, right? And there's all this, you know, people wondering if there's aliens, all that kind of stuff, which uh, I think there are. I think there's, there's got to be aliens, dude. There's got to be some kind of life form besides us in the universe. It's too vast and too big to say that there's not. Yeah, it's massive. Now, like you said the ocean. Are there ones that have come and visited us? I don't know. But then the other thought is, what about in the ocean? The ocean, very little of the ocean has been explored because it's underwater. It's deep. There's so much down there. Like, what if what if there's aliens that come from the ocean, dude? Oh, that's a good point. Like the lost city of Atlantis? It's really down there. Could be. 
What if there's a whole new life form of, of humans living under the ocean? Mermaids. Oh my gosh. Sea apes. <laughs> sea apes. Sea sasquatches. <laughs> <laughs> but the honest truth is we, we know very little of what's there. Let's talk about this. Sasquatch. I brought that up. Okay. Yeah, Sasquatch. Is it real? I don't think so. Why? <laughs> because, dude, with how many cameras are out there nowadays and how much exploration has happened in the world, to think that there's not, like, strong physical evidence for a Sasquatch just <laughs> sounds so unbelievable to me. <laughs> That's what's so cool about it. <laughs> I love Sasquatch. Like, how is he so good at hiding? <laughs> right. I actually saw a funny shirt. That said, Hide and seek champion forever, and it was a like outline of the Sasquatch. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's it's so true. I mean, the Sasquatch isn't out there, but it, because because they would have died off by now, or we would have they would have multiplied, and we would have found them all. I would think so, so right? So it's one or the other. I mean, I get it. There's probably still unexplored things in the world. There's probably still and creepy things. He could yeah. be an alien somebody saw. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> just got in a spaceship and flew off after that. Real hairy alien. We think yeah. they're not. Maybe the aliens are hairy. We always think they're these slimy things. And what if they're hairy? Yeah, they're hairy, tough creatures. Right. That look like big apes. Yeah, why not? That's, that's, they built, that's how they built the pyramids. They're super strong. <laughs> and that hairy guy also lives at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> some unknown... Land. His cousin was like, "I'm going in the water." So, so I don't know why we get talking on some of the stupidest crap. This brings up an awesome point, though. So, Candace, the other day, um, the other day she videos uh, this lightning. The storm. We were out of town. I was I was camping with my kids when that nice rainstorm came through the one okay. time. Friday night or Saturday during Saturday. It was Saturday morning, and she so she videos this lightning strike that took place. Oh wow! And so I'm watching it over and over. So we're watching because it, it like was right in front of her. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. It just lights up the whole camera. Just boom, everything gets lit up. And yeah. so we're watching it in slow motion. My son showed me how to do it, which I'm bad at phones. He's teach me. But anyways, fast forward. We fast. We went back and forth so many times on this video that there's this one part where a UFO comes through the sky and disappears. No, and I was it's like, not just a piece of the lightning. Uh huh. And I'm like, Candace is like, I just found a UFO, and she freaks out and points to it. And as I watch the video more, it is um, a bead of water on the windshield that gets hit with the windshield wiper plane. But it legit looks like something flew across the sky. You're like, it's legit. It is legit. It looks. I wish I could post this, but this is, this is, what is this? What's this called? This is a podcast so people can hear it. Yeah, podcast. I would post this because you can, I can edit this to make it look like a UFO flew across the sky. That is awesome, dude. You should. Okay, so speaking of Sasquatch and UFOs and legends, what are some common urban legends you hear about Arizona specifically? 
So we talked about this last week. We talked about the gold, the gold thing. But supposedly that's real. So the Lost Dutchman's gold mine. So, um, you know, in the Superstition Mountains. Is that on so the list? Lost Dutchman? His name I found. His name is Jacob Waltz. It says here he he seems to have been a real person, but whether the mine exists and the legitimacy of any existing maps to the alleged location are actually under scrutiny. So in the book I read it, it talks about Jacob Waltz and him. Here's a lightning strike and okay. watch for the UFO. See the UFO across Dude, the right sky there, right yeah. there and then disappears. Yeah. Is that not the funniest thing? Right, like, dude. If you didn't know that was water, it looks like you all going across the sky. It is. You. How do you know it's water, dude? <laughs> How do you know that looks legit? <laughs> the UFO. It There's a lightning bolt. A UFO goes across the sky and then disappears. Since when does water just appear and disappear? It does disappear. Yeah, it just disappears. It's not like wiped out by the... It's not like it goes across the full screen. It just disappears. The windshield wiper didn't take it out. I think you really captured a UFO there, dude. You think it's water. I don't know. We should post this because it looks like a UFO. It's so funny. Dude, on our Facebook page. Oh, man. Okay, so the... Anyways. So the Lost Dutchman, we talked about that one last one, right? Yes. People are still searching for his mind. But he was a real dude. Jacob Waltz. So when I was when I went to uh, Camp Geronimo as a scout, there's always those campfire stories, and there was one about um, the Mogollon monster. Okay, you mentioned Mogollon. This one's on here, dude. So the Mogollon monster. So the Mogollon rim is just above Payson, right? Right. Everybody just calls it the rim. Going up to the rim. Yep. Um, so basically the Mogollon monster is Arizona's version of Bigfoot, right? Yeah. It freaks me out. I remember the stories and seeing red lights and I always thought like they were his eyes. I wouldn't want to go back to the camp and go to sleep. You know, you're 12, 13 years old and they're telling you there's this monster living out in the woods and the noises it makes freaks you out. He says that, uh. Stories you can go back to as early as 1903. There's stories about it. Hmm. This monster that comes out of the woods. Now it's a nice area up there. Very wooded. Gets real cold in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Chupacabra? Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but I've heard of it. It's a mangy dog slash coyote. Or is it an actual goat sucker? It kills goats. This strange creature. Um, there's multiple descriptions of what it looks like, ranging from an alien creature to possessing a more dog-like appearance. Um, but the chupacabra kills goats, dude. Hmm. La Chorona? I have not heard of that Never one. Never heard of that. Skinwalkers. Okay, I've heard of yeah, this. Yeah, I've heard of that too. So skinwalkers come from the Navajo skinwalkers. They're supposed to be Indian, or aliens. Dude, no, this is from the Navajos. This is scarier than aliens. Really? This isn't from the Navajos. They're shapeshifters. Um, the Navajo version has its roots in witchcraft and is someone you truly don't want to encounter. If you hear a personal account, Navajos will mention the numerous ways a skinwalker can witch a person and why they make for dangerous encounters. If you want a fictional account, read it off. Oh, heck no, dude. That sounds freakier than an alien. Yeah, dude. It's like... It's like uh, 
It's like a witchcraft personnel. Deck. Witchcraft or like a spirit, like a Navajo yeah, spirit. Crap. Being I don't somebody that died and comes back. I don't mess like, with that. Like I've crap. heard stories. These these are stories from like people I know, where they've been out in the desert on a camping trip or something, and like they see people or they hear people calling them and things of that nature. Dude, that's freaky crap. Dude, that would be... So when I'm camping, I don't let my kids talk about scary stuff because that brings a spirit that I don't want around. Dude, it brings the skinwalkers in. And they can shapeshift so they could be like a, an animal or a human or whatever. Like I remember a story of a guy that was walking in the desert and all of a sudden this rock comes hurtling out of the desert out of nowhere and hits um, the side of the mountain next to him just explodes and you couldn't find anything well what if it was somebody on top of the cliff through the rock no dude okay here's the deal but it exploded like next to his head dude when, when I go camping I sleep with a gun okay maybe I'm a paranoid okay but I always have a gun and on this last camp out it was underneath my pillow okay whatever I'm not afraid of an animal I'm not afraid of a bear I'm not afraid of a cougar I'm not afraid of any of that coming and bothering me while I'm sleeping sure I'm afraid of a freaky human who's cracked out in the brain, who's living in the mountains or something. That's my freak Dude, out. I That's agree. what I'm upset Humans with. Humans are probably more scary. Like an animal, you shoot your gun, the noise will probably scare it. Your noise of moving in the sleeping bag is scared away. He's probably not going to be too aggressive in trying to get you if you have something to protect yourself with. But humans? Yeah. Humans? A psychopath. I mean, what's that uh, documentary that's popular on Netflix right now? The Jeffrey uh, Dahmer serial killer? Like... That's creepy. Like, that's something we know about. Like, this skinwalker stuff? Like, that's... Don't mess with that crap. Dude. I mean, there's weird stories about stuff like that. We went to... Okay. Go ahead. You went where? Well, this camp out, we just went on. I took the kids on this hike. Okay. And we walked to a, 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 a burial site for three guys who were buried. Scott, Stott, and Wilson. Okay? They, okay. In the 1800s, they were... Uh, uh, Known to be is this like a famous burial site? Yeah, yeah, it's real. It's a real place and stuff. Okay. Anyways, fast forward. I won't go through the story, but um, I took my kids there, and as we're walking there, I said, "Guys, I had to tell my boys because they they just are crazy. This is a burial site. We respect it. You know, I don't want you throwing rocks. I don't want you messing with it. I don't want you doing anything because we're the only ones down there. It's one of those things. Yeah. Because in my mind, they're gonna haunt us." And you do not want a spirit in the mountains haunting you at night. And so that was that Don't was what disturb I was, the dead. That's what I was scared of. And so I'm like, do not touch it. <laughs> Respect it because I didn't want to be haunted that night. Interesting. That's my fear. So I've never had an experience where I felt haunted. Like I've had creepy experiences where you're like, what's out there? But uh, this one time, I went up to Four Peaks. I was in high school. So me and I think there's four of us buddies, maybe five of us, went camping up at Four Peaks. Um, we had quads and stuff, go right out in the desert, super fun. And, you know, as high school kids were like, yeah, we got away, this is awesome. We had fireworks. Now, at that time, fireworks were completely illegal in Arizona. Now you can get some, but um, there was an abandoned house there, right by our campsite, with no roof on it. So we took these fireworks, bottle rockets, black cats, like just little small ones, right? And we would, we were having like a war with them. Like we'd throw, <laughs> throw them at each other. That's <laughs> stupid kids do, right? 
high school. Someone would be inside smart. the house. We'd throw one of the firecrackers over the wall because yeah. there's no roof, and then they'd be like, oh, crap, and run away, try and not get hit by the firecracker. It was so stupid. <laughs> so stupid, but it, we, we were having a great time. And then all of a sudden, we're back by the, the fire. This guy comes walking out of the wilderness. There wasn't a car. There wasn't anything like that. He just comes walking out of the wilderness. And he looks at us and he says, I don't care how much beer you drink or pot you smoke or any of that, but if I hear one more effing bang, I'm coming for you. And we were like, okay, sorry. And we were good kids. We weren't doing any drugs. We didn't do any of that stuff. We're just like, well, okay. And then, of course, we have firecrackers laying all around the fire. <laughs> like, we almost throw one into the fire, right? Like, oh, shoot, take this. Like, like this dude was serious. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had no idea where he came from. Did he have a flashlight? Um, I don't remember that. Okay. I don't remember, I'm just dude. curious if he just walked up on you without any lights. It feels creepily. like, yeah, that's what it felt like. Like, that's where did this creepy. dude come from? Anyways, we go to bed, we sleep, we wake up in the morning, we're driving our quads around. We did not see one other single camper, no tent. We didn't see anything. We have no idea where this guy came from. Shut up, dude. This is a true story? Dude, this is a true story, man. It was so creepy. And, I, and you know, next to an abandoned house like yeah. that? Yeah. It's like his house. Dude, it, like, I have no idea. I have no idea. Did he, he have a beard or he something? He seemed like a legit dude. Just... Angry at a bunch of kids causing ruckus. Kids making noise while he's trying to But sleep. dude, we saw nobody else around. During the daytime, during nighttime, he just walks up out of nowhere. It was... That's spooky. It was a little bit spooky, dude. That was like my closest experience to anything like that. Do people still talk about it? Do you guys still bring that up? Like everyone else on that trip? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so been years since I've talked to these guys about yeah, it, yeah. but most of them remember it, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, that's wild. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't mess with that guy. Don't dude, mess with the spirits. He could have been a skinwalker, man. He could have been. And if you threw another firecracker, you could have walked your skin. <laughs> or whatever they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I anyway. I remember thinking, dude, I almost threw that firecracker in the fire. Right when Crap. you were there? Yeah. Yeah. Last thing I want is some creepy dude with a gun coming after us. That's you know? what I'm talking about. Psychopaths. Yeah, dude. Because they're out there. There's psychopaths out there. And 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 there was a time one time that I was going we were going uh camping another time. We were camping or we were just taking the ranger out. I can't remember. We were going somewhere. And I pull up the side of the road because someone needed to go to the bathroom. We're out in the middle of the desert. This guy is walking without anything. Water nothing just walking towards us but on the other side of the road and I'm like okay this is not okay you know what I mean yeah it's not okay like I don't know where the heck you came from it's not like he's because you see people that are hiking and they're they're hikers you can yeah, tell yeah. oh yeah he's yeah. hiking this guy's just walking like 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 almost like he just living that lives out there he's like oh I just and I'm like screw that crap I was like everybody get in the freaking car <laughs> and and I, I got upset at people. I'm like, get in the car! Because he he passed us, and it's just a two-lane highway, and he turns around, he's watching us. And that's when I'm like, okay, get in the car! Because that stuff freaks me out, dude. When, when you got a psychopath out there... And there's too many movies that you see <laughs> of people being like, oh yeah, he's just a friendly old dude, and he comes back and like is Jason the Killer, man. 
Well, also the movies mess with us because in Home Alone, the creepy old man ends up being a super nice guy. That's true. That's <laughs> true. So now we don't know what to think. <laughs> Very true. Dude. Oh man. Very true. That kind of stuff is wild, though. And there's so many, stories. so many stories that are just unexplainable. Yeah. That's what's freaky. That is freaky. <laughs> Camera doesn't like us. No, but I think that does. Uh, well, uh, cool, man. That's all I got for today. Okay. Do this again next week.